Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. I think I heard once that you've read like everything Trump's ever written and like everything that's been written about him. Is that true? It's fair to say I've read everything that Donald Trump has quote unquote written. I wrote a book in the late 80s called The Art of the Deal. You know, published with a ghostwriter or a co-author. It's not fair to say that I've read every single thing ever written about him. I feel like that would be utterly impossible, (laughs) but I've done my uh, more than my fair share of of that reading. You must know a lot about making deals at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, here's the deal. We got Michael Cruz on why President Trump refuses to admit defeat and what's next after the White House. Well, he lost this election and he can't be seen as a loser. Winning is easy. Losing is never easy. Not for me, it's not. So what he's been doing ever since election night is everything in his power and then some to undermine the process, undermine the vote, uh, undermine the will of American voters to not necessarily win this ongoing, if sputtering, legal fight, not necessarily to stay in the White House for a second term, not even to win the argument, but to pre-win or try to pre-win or to lay groundwork for a successful post-presidency, a post-presidency that might involve preparing for a run for the White House in the 2024 cycle. Would you take a 2024 run seriously? Well, He started running for president, depends on how you want to define that, but he started talking about running for president literally in 1980. Trying to scrape up a down payment for a little fixer-upper in your neighborhood? Take a look at my next guest. This is what he has in mind. This is Donald Trump, 33 years old, and some people think that he wants to buy the World Trade Center. That's the first time he talked about it in public, responded to a question during a television interview about that. For some people, the ultimate goal in life uh, has been becoming the president of the United States. Would you like to be the president of the United States? I really don't believe I would, but I would like to see somebody as the president who could do the job. Discussed it with some level of seriousness in the 88 cycle, in late 87. You know, uh, I just probably wouldn't do it, Oprah. I probably wouldn't, but I do get tired of seeing what's happening with this country. And if it got so bad, I would never want to rule it out totally because I really am tired of seeing what's happening with this country, how we're, how we're really making other people live like kings, and we're not. He ran kind of, sort of, in the 2000 cycle as a third-party candidate. I think that nobody's really hitting it right. The Democrats are too far left, the Republicans are too far right. And I don't think anybody's hitting the chord, not the chord that I want to hear and not the chord that other It is a recurring theme of his entire adulthood to talk about running for president, to talk about what he would do as president. You need leadership in this country and we're just not having it right now. What he would do instead of the current president, he has played 
kind of a Monday morning quarterback when it comes to the presidency, almost dating back to Jimmy Carter, you know, has taken shots at the person occupying the Oval Office. And in some sense, it is a much more comfortable stance for him. It is where he is, if this is the right way to put it, where he is at his best. I would say that I would have a hell of a chance of winning because I think people, I don't know how your audience feels, but I think people are tired of seeing the United States ripped off. And I can't promise you everything, but I can tell you one thing, this country would make one hell of a lot of money from those people that for 25 years have taken advantage. It wouldn't be the way it's been, believe me. That, not the White House, is his wheelhouse to talk about, to criticize, to question the legitimacy of a president rather than to be the president himself. So when he leaves in January and decamps, presumably, until proven otherwise to Mar-a-Lago, that is what he will be doing in addition to dealing with some financial issues, some significance, dealing with potential legal jeopardy. Congressman Adam Schiff said on Face the Nation today, President Trump could face jail time after federal prosecutors suggested the president directed illegal payments during his campaign. But beyond that, he will be continuing to undermine his successor, to undermine the administration of Joe Biden, which he already has started doing, obviously, in these last several weeks. Is there a legit chance that we could see Trump in court or even facing jail time, as some people have suggested, after his presidency? I'm reluctant to make any kinds of predictions of that sort, although I will say it would surprise me if we see a post-president Donald J. Trump in a orange jail jumpsuit. There's, if only just because there's no real precedent for that, although what has precedent mattered these last couple of years? But it just seems as if that would be just an ultimate sideshow and distraction to what a President Joe Biden would want, I think, that is taking into account kind of the long record of preferences of Joe Biden as a senator, as a vice president. Uh, hard for me to see, but again, just not sure. <laughs> we'll have to see, see how that goes. But assuming he avoids the worst case scenarios financially or legally, I think it's quite easy to predict how he will behave in the coming years, and he will be a, a sniper. He'll be a social media sniper and um, a important, if not the most important, personality in Republican politics. Uh, it is one reason he has been doing what he has been doing these last several weeks to retain that bond with his base of support, which is considerable and without which uh, Republican politicians in most cases, cannot win. And so uh, he has power because he has that base. And to retain that base, he needs those voters to continue to see him as not a loser, but as a victim, as somebody who has been wronged uh, by vast, vague fraud, by the deep state, by socialists, by the media by any number of forces that have made Donald Trump 
no longer the president, but have not made him in their eyes, in the eyes of his base, a loser. No president has entered office with a business empire as large and sprawling as Trump's. Conflict of interest is a growing concern, which he is doing very little to calm. Throughout his presidency, far before his presidency, Donald Trump has defined himself as Donald Trump, the businessman. He tweeted, prior to the election, it was well known that I have interests in properties all over the world. Only the crooked media makes this a big deal. Do you see him in any way, you know, leveraging his former position as president of the U.S. for business? And do you think, like, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, being president was just good for business for Donald Trump? I think the the ground floor of any business endeavor of Donald Trump, starting in the early 70s, has been publicity. We think the Taj Mahal is beyond belief from any standpoint, and we think it's going to be a tremendous success. Despite the lavish layout, it isn't the world's largest casino these people have come to see. What brought them here is the resort's charismatic and controversial owner, Donald Trump. People identify with Donald Trump. He's a success story. He's rich. He's brash. He's successful. He owns the world. And he is coming out of the White House as arguably, or perhaps even inarguably, the most famous person on planet Earth, right? And his entire MO has been to create fame for himself and then to use that fame to create other opportunities and financial resources. In that respect, he has never been in a better position to capitalize uh, on that fame. With the White House came, obviously, an unprecedented amount of scrutiny. And that has created real problems for him as well that did not exist in any pressing way the way they do now pre-presidency. For years, President Trump has battled to keep the truth about his finances out of the hands of Congress and away from the American public. A sweeping new report from The New York Times shows why. Because while many of you were shelling out money to the IRS every April, the president was not. But really, stuff comes down to this truth. He does what's best for him all the time, no matter what. And sitting as a former president of the United States, even in his situation uh, as a one-term ousted president reviled by much of the world and a little more than half of this country, he's still a, a former president of the United States, which is, which is by far the most important thing he's ever done in his life. And to think he won't try to use that platform and use that stature to do what's best for him financially, reputationally, otherwise, is to just outright forget the entire record of his existence. Michael Cruz, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you, Jeremy. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing and want to help us out, you can do that by leaving a rating and review in your favorite podcast app and by telling a friend to check out the show. 
I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.